welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kuchanov, and I got some splaining to do because I did not put out an episode last week, but uh, it was for a good reason, I promise. Uh, so, I guess, long story short, or maybe long story long, but on the day of my birthday, which was February 4th, it was a great weekend, um, I received an email that I was invited to do a five-minute stand-up set for a theater in downtown Pittsburgh. Uh, it's called Arcade Comedy Theater. It's where I did, I did like a stand-up comedy course. It was like a six-week sort of thing that ended in like a... Um, what's it called like a showcase and this is like pre-pandemic like literally maybe like a couple weeks before the pandemic hit it was in February of 2020 and I sort of I did a couple open mic nights like after that and kind of just set it aside like comedy's cool like it but it is stand-up comedy I mean it is it is incredibly difficult as and as far as just like memorizing things and really perfecting it and drilling it down to where you want it to be like until you kind of do it it's uh it's an, it's incredibly difficult. So I and that was part of, you know, me just being you know, creative enough but also, you know, my laziness kind of like uh what's the word? counteracts my creativity sometimes. It just, I I get in my own way, I guess is what I'm trying to say, but this was like a lovely sort of um, you know, reigniting the spark of doing stand up again, especially since, you know, things are open, the world is coming back to what it used to be. Um, but in my haste to, you know, prepare, so basically, um, another detail that I left out, I only had a week to prepare. So they emailed me on the 4th and the, uh, the anniversary was on the 12th, uh, just this past Saturday. So I basically like, and I was going to do, I could have done my old stuff, but a lot of it just, it's not that it didn't stand up. Um, I just wanted to do something new. So I rewrote, not rewrote, but I wrote an entire new five minutes of stand-up, and which took me like six weeks to do because I was only really working on it like during that course, I guess. But it was kind of cool. It kind of like made me um, realize like how like what I'm capable of doing if I really have like I'm better with deadlines. Like I might procrastinate, but that's like the only way for me to really get things done. That's like why podcasting works well because like. Every episode or every episode, every week I know I have to put out an episode. So it's just like it's built into the schedule. But either way, uh, this is all to say that it went really well. I had a great time and I invited some friends who were able to make it uh, because it sold out really quickly because in addition to stand up stuff, there was some improv and, you know, the theater's not that big. So it was great. I had a really great time and um, had a lot of laughs. So it was it was a nice evening. Uh, what else? Um, oh, yeah, I made a note here. Kian and I took a couple's cooking class this past Sunday uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, actually, because him and I don't give a damn about sports. Um, even though the Super Bowl's fun, like I if I was invited somewhere, I guess we would have went, uh, you know, as far as just I like snacks. I mean, I love the Super Bowl food and uh, I'd rather watch the Puppy Bowl. If you don't know about the Puppy Bowl, Jeez, you got to get on it. I mean, I think at this point, too, they even have like a kitten bowl, too. Like, I think it started out on Animal Planet. It's just like they like let a whole bunch of puppies loose 
on this like fake football field that's like it's not a real football like it's not the size of a real football field but it's just it's really cute and i think they also have um kittens too which is really precious so uh yeah puppy bowl um but so we went saturday or sunday uh like evening it was like five o'clock we basically did this instead of watching the super bowl um and his cousin bought it for us as like a late Christmas gift slash Valentine's Day gift. And it was fun. I we it was like kind of stressful and kind of not because um, we thought I guess like every, you know, a cooking class in my mind was like, you know, there's just like it almost would be like science class. Like you just have like your partner beside you and you just like cook and you don't have to like work with anyone else. But when then we got there we there was like uh, i think there were 10 of us total and we also thought we would be like the only gays there you know what i mean like not the only gays but like because we don't care about sports it would just be us but there were a lot of people i think there there were like four straight couples or three straight couples and then like Kiana myself and then i think there was like uh, a pair of lesbians as well too so that was it was lovely um but we, they told us at the beginning, they're like, you're going to work in groups of six and a group of four. I was like, oh. but it actually worked out like it was a little bit more involved than I thought it was. We still had a good time, but I thought like, I don't know what I was expecting. Like, I don't mind the, like chopping an onion or something, something like that. But we like the responsibility was a little bit more than I expected. Um, but we made like a smoked salmon and leek quiche. Um, Keon and I did not make that actually. There was like another couple in our group. And then we made artichoke and fennel stuffed ravioli. That was really good. We made the filling for the ravioli. And surprisingly, um, we didn't make homemade pasta, but we made it with uh, wonton wrappers. It was really cool. I was like, I would have never thought of this. And you don't have to make homemade pasta. And it tasted delicious. So yeah, wonton wrappers. Um, and they were in the shape of hearts, which is really cute. Uh, and then for dessert, we made a curl creme, curl creme, uh, if you want to be all French about it. But um, it reminded me of an episode with Ina. And I think she, in addition to the one she makes in this episode, I feel like she makes like a savory one somewhere down the road. But I actually had to do some digging to, to find this episode. I typed in like curl creme, like Ina... And then I eventually found it on like the Food Network website because it um, thankfully lists the episode that it's from, like at the bottom of the the article there, like underneath the recipe. So that's that. I say we get into it. This is season three, episode 11, and this is called Birthday Gift Dinner. And this is a, I don't know if I've seen this episode because there's a new character that like I have no idea who this man is, so we're, we're let's get into it. So, Ina begins. She says, It's my friend Robert Stillen's birthday. What do you get a guy who has everything? So I thought I'd cook him a really special birthday dinner. He'll invite the guests, and then all he has to do is sit back and have fun. Who wouldn't want that for his birthday? I'm making a juicy rack of lamb with garlic and parsley, creamy potato fennel gratin, sautéed carrots, and for dessert, a harp, sh- a harp, a heart-shaped curly creme with fresh raspberry and Grand Marnier sauce. And the best thing about this present is there's nothing to return to the store. <laughs> um, so that's, that's the opening. I don't even remember that, la- like, typing that last sentence. That's weird. I just, like, zone out when I take notes. Um, 
So she starts out with this curl of creme and she says at the very beginning, she's like, I was trying to think of what to make Robert for his birthday dessert. And I have to say, at some point, nobody needs to have candles on a birthday cake. Hmm. And I'm like 50-50 with that because I do feel, and I always think of the episode of Parks and Rec with Ron Swanson's birthday where Leslie throws him a birthday and like the whole episode he's like nervous because if if you know Parks and Rec and like Ron Swanson he he's not a social animal he does not want a big party he just like would prefer not to and then at the end of the episode it's very sweet she like plans this birthday party for him that's just like a room by himself like eating a steak and drinking bourbon and watching like I think it's like Bridge on the River Kwai is that the name of the movie? Well, we'll go with that. And I do think that, like, not all birthdays are made equal, I guess. Like, not everyone wants that celebration. And, I mean, I, I go half half and half because, like, there are some... Every year my birthday comes up and I'm like, I don't know if I want to do anything. Or, like, we don't have to sing this year. But then it's also it's always nice to, you know, you know, when people sing to you, but then you have to sit there. Like, there's nothing more awkward than, like, being sung to on your birthday. You're like, what do I do? I don't know. Most of the time I've had enough to drink where I just kind of, like, start conducting or, like, you know, singing to myself. I'll join in. But um, I do understand. But when we do meet Robert, I feel like he's not that old. You know what I mean? So we'll get we'll get into it. So... The Curla Creme starts out with 12 ounces of room temperature cream cheese. And basically, this is kind of, if I was to describe it, especially since we made it at the cooking class, it's like um, it's like a no-bake cheesecake, to be honest. And I thought that Ina's would be a little bit more amped up. And it is, in a way, like it has like the volume turned up. But um, I'll, I'll compare as we go. So like our recipe obviously had cream cheese as well when we made it. And Ina tells us that this is a dessert from Anna Pump who writes the Loaves and Fishes cookbook. And I feel like Ina has nabbed quite a few recipes from her in the past. Like in, in starting this podcast, I feel like Anna Pump has, you know, or even Loaves and Fishes has been uh, mentioned a lot. So, I mean, that's also fine. So Ina says, oh yeah, she's talking about Anna. She's like, uh, Anna made it for dessert once. And not only did we finish our desserts, we were like diving into the serving platter. It wasn't pretty. Hmm. <laughs> I was like, what, what happened at that party? I don't know. I will say it's good. Like, I think this, this dessert is like very chic and very easy to make. Um, but it does require some hardware that not everyone has. So, you know, so next she adds uh, a cup and a quarter of confectioner's sugar. She spills it all over the counter. But I can relate to this though. I feel like every time I measure every time I measure out like flour, confectioner sugar, or cocoa powder, it gets everywhere. There's no way to do it without like getting it all over the floor and counter and just getting angry. But you know, it's fine. It's part of the whole process. So she combines the cream cheese and confectioner sugar and um Gives that like a, you know, just gives it a mix in the standing mixer. And then she switches the paddle attachment for the whisk attachment and pours two and a half cups of heavy cream into the mixer. And she puts the mixer on low speed and starts to drizzle the cream in. And then she adds two teaspoons of the good vanilla and then the seeds of one vanilla bean. This is like the turning up the volume because we didn't have a vanilla bean when we did the cooking class. But everything up until that point, it was like the heavy cream, confectioner sugar, just regular vanilla. It wasn't the good vanilla, unfortunately. 
Um, so basically she whips it up with a whisk attachment until it looks like whipped cream, which we didn't do. We had to like whisk the cream ourselves, the heavy cream to make it into whipped cream. And on the directions, it said until the Chantilly stage. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? But basically it's not like full blown whipped cream, but it's definitely like it has a peak, if that makes sense. And then what we did at the cooking class is we folded the cream cheese into or maybe no, we folded the cream into the cream cheese. It doesn't matter. But it was not the same path that Ina takes here. So after Ina uh, whips it up for a couple minutes, she then shows us the mold of the curler creme, which is a heart. Um, <clears throat> and it's like a ceramic mold with holes in the bottom for the liquid to drain. So uh, she lines the mold with cheesecloth and you, she says you can use paper towels, but it won't have the nice design that a cheesecloth has. So there's that. And the idea of this is like the, the cheesecloth, like the bottom of the ceramic heart has like it's uh, it has like little legs on it. So like the liquid can drain from the curla creme to just like it's almost like, uh, you know, like regular yogurt is runny, but like Greek yogurt is like really thick. It, it kind of just really thickens it up and makes it uh, thick. I'm trying to think of another word, but that's that's all I got. Um, so she swaddles it up and pops it in the fridge overnight, actually. Um, so it's the next day and it's time for some potato fennel gratin. And she has a mandolin that, and she's slicing up some potatoes, two pounds of, uh, I don't know if it was Yukon gold, doesn't matter. Um, but she also has some onions and fennel sauteing and some butter and olive oil. And she gets a big bowl and throws the sliced potatoes and the cooked fennel and onions into it. Uh, and after that, it's pretty easy. She dumps two cups of cream and two cups of grated Gruyere cheese into the bowl. Yes, I mean, anytime there's Gruyere cheese, it's, it's a win. And that's pretty much it. She adds some salt and pepper and puts it into a nine by 13 pan or dish. Um, and she puts it into the fridge as well so she can take it to Robert's house later. Um, so next, Ina is out in the garden for some fresh herbs. Uh, she gets like a shit ton of parsley. I wish I had that access to parsley, but the grass is always greener because every time we grow parsley in the summer, well last, this past summer it actually was pretty great, but the summer before it did not grow for some reason. It's like, you think you're gonna use it and then you never do. Like we had so much rosemary this past summer. I feel like I've talked about, I've droned on about herbs before in the past. So, you know, it's not that exciting. But um, then she, she, okay, so she's in the garden. Then she gets some, I hope I pronounce this right. Because I can't remember how she said it. Acetum. It's a type of flower. It's A-C-E-T-U-M. I'm going to call it acetum. If you're a florist or know what I'm talking about, I'm sorry. <laughs> um... So she says, I think I'll bring a bouquet of them to Robert. Nothing like arriving with dinner and flowers. And they're they're pretty. They're like, um, I don't know. They're almost like this like mauve sort of maroon color. So she's back in the kitchen. She starts to chop the parsley. Uh, it's flat leaf parsley if anyone's keeping score at home. Uh, so she puts the chopped parsley into the food processor along with some garlic and a half a stick of butter melted. And she blitzes that for a second and then adds the zest of two lemons and one cup of fresh breadcrumbs. And she puts that all into a container until she's ready to use it. This is going to go on the rack of lamb, by the way. Uh, and as she's pouring it in, into the container, she says, I put Robert in charge of martinis. I hope he's not drinking too many. He still has to be the host. 
So then we cut to the exterior of Robert's home in the Hamptons. It it looks really, you know, from what we saw, it was just like, I don't know, it was just like the front porch almost. Um, folks, I don't know who Robert is, but I feel like we've seen him before. That's what like I was just trying to figure out who this man was. I He looks young. I'd say like he's in his mid 30s. If I was to describe him, because like, you know, the game of like who would play him in a movie, um, he kind of looks like, I don't know, kind of Steve Carell and kind of Bradley Cooper, but like the Walmart version of both of them. But he is still really cute. Like he's handsome, but like, I, I mean, I think Steve Carell's actually really handsome and, and Bradley Cooper is obviously attractive too. But um, my biggest complaint with Robert is that he needed a haircut. His hair was like short and parted on the side, but it just looked... I don't know. I wanted to like take a comb and just like trim around the ears. You know what I mean? He was wearing like a blue Lacoste polo. Is Lacoste the one with the little alligator there? I think it is. We'll go with that. Um, anyway, uh, I don't know who he is. He's kind of a dope, but kind of cute. I don't know. He says, um, so he's pulling all these ingredients out of a bag and he says, Ina leaves nothing to chance. She even left me the directions for the martinis. He's pretty dry he's not really like he's I mean he's camera ready in the fact that like he's handsome but like I just I, I don't know maybe he was nervous um so he makes these martinis and um the first ingredient is two cups of fresh pineapple juice and I will say he's using the dull pineapple juice from the carton so if only Ina knew uh tisk tisk robber but at the same time I don't think anyone's juicing their own pineapples like I think that that sounds like a lot. Unless you have a juicer, I would also use the dole, you know? Um, so in addition to the pineapple juice, he adds two and a cup, two and a cup, two and a half cups of vodka, a quarter cup of vermouth, and two teaspoons of Chambord. This sounds pretty good. I would drink this. I, I'm like always on the fence. Like if it's a martini, I'm going to do a dirty martini, like hands down. Um, and I like, I like the olives, but I don't want blue cheese stuff olives because we all know how I feel about blue cheese, but I would love, like, I always love when I go to a restaurant and they give me like three olives on the little like stick, you know, if I get two, it's fine, but I always love when there's three and the dirtier, the better, because I feel like it cuts the vodka a little bit. Not that I don't love, you know, the sting of the vodka, but sometimes it can be a lot. Um, but I do love a, a martini. I've never done a gin martini. I don't know. It scares me. Do they put like olive juice in that? That sounds crazy to me. I've never ordered one. So maybe I probably should have like looked up the, <laughs> like what goes into a gin martini, but, um, I'm willing to try it. I do like gin. I don't like love it, but I know it's very divisive because it, it does. I get why people say it tastes like a pine tree because it kind of does, but I think with the right amount of care, it can really be successful. So there's that. Um, uh, so Robert, you know, he wraps, he wraps this up. He, he puts it in a, uh, you know, a pitcher and he's like, even I can't get this wrong. He says it with like the vigor of like a wet piece of cardboard. He's just, he's not, I don't know. He's struggling here, but so thankfully we're back at Ina's. So, um, Ina's collar looks like freshly starched and I typically don't notice these things but it looks like a lot perkier than it was when we last saw her I I like I like to think that there's someone on set that's in charge of I mean not only Ina's wardrobe but just like the collar specifically um 
So it's time for some raspberry sauce. And so she puts some sugar, water, and half a pint of fresh raspberries into a saucepan. And she gives that a stir. And uh, then it's time for a quick pop over to the pantry for some raspberry jam and Grand Marnier. And she pours the hot raspberry sauce into the food processor and then adds a cup of the raspberry jam and two tablespoons of Grand Marnier. And she purees it and she's like, she's like, and that's raspberry sauce. Hmm. She kind of just looks at the camera and smirks. Um, the raspberry sauce that we made, I think, if, uh, hopefully I can remember, it was, it was like raspberry jam, like a tablespoon of sugar and a little bit of water. And then we also added some sort of liquor, but I can't remember what it was. I feel like Keon was in charge of it. I can't remember. It wasn't It wasn't anything I recognized. It wasn't anything from like the Barefoot Contessa sphere. Um, but I feel like it was some sort of cognac or something. We'll go with that. Uh, so she, uh, where am I? I lost myself or lost my place in my notes here. Uh, she puts it in a container, the sauce, and then she's like, this is going to be fun. And then she heads over to Robert's house. So Robert comes out to the driveway to greet Ina. He's cute. He's like I said, he's sort of awkward. He definitely needs a haircut. I don't know what's wrong. Um, Ina hands him the flowers and, you know, like a tray of some of the ingredients. And they make their way into Robert's kitchen. And Ina compliments the kitchen saying, the truth is I've always wanted to cook in this kitchen. And it is beautiful. Like there's a there's a really nice island in the middle. I, it's not as like expansive as Ina's kitchen or like, you know, the kitchen in the barn. But uh, it's really cute. I, I, I mean, it's like the perfect home. I don't know. Like, what is his story? I need I, I Googled him and he's not on Instagram. And I Googled because it's like Robert Stillen or something. What was the name? Let me scroll up to my notes here. Uh, oh, come on. Okay. Yeah, Robert Stillen. And every time I search his name, it w- it like came up with like a football player or something. I was like, that's, that's not who I'm looking for. So I don't know his story. Like I said, I feel like he's like, he was like 35-ish, uh, maybe. So I feel like he's older now. So uh, anyway, um, we're back at Robert's. <laughs> I'm trying to like vamp as I scroll my notes here. Okay, here we are. So uh, they pull out like all the ingredients. Uh, Ina pulls the potato fennel gratin and puts it into the oven. And Robert asks if he can help in any way. But I feel like Ina knows better. And she's like, she's just like simply says like, I think I'm all set. Like, why don't you get yourself ready? Um, He's like, yeah, okay, I'll get myself ready and I'll get the house ready. And so he's, he's out of the picture for a little bit. So Ina clears the decks, as she likes to say. And gets to work on these uh, racks of lambs. And I keep wanting to say lacks of rams. I feel like I have dyslexia when it comes to those kind of things. Uh, so she asks, uh, and she says she asked the butcher to French the lamb, which essentially takes more meat off the bones uh, to make it like that you can like pick it up with your finger. And Ina assures us it's much more elegant. Uh, she puts them on a sheet pan with the fat side up. And then she basically just puts like a few glugs of olive oil onto each of them and sprinkles them with salt and pepper and she roasts them at 450 for 10 minutes and then she said about after the 10 minutes she's going to take them out to put the herbs on top sounds great i i like lamb i feel like i just recently had lamb not too long ago was it i think it was um keon's mom made it for christmas and i thought it was good i mean i don't really like crave it you know what i mean but if it's there i'm i'll eat it 
but I, I'm, I'm interested in trying it. I feel like she had some sort of like brown gravy with it, but I feel like every, every time I think of lamb, I think of like, I don't know, some sort of like citrus sauce, like cherries or something. I don't know. I don't know why that is. Um, uh, where am I here? So she, oh, we got a flick, a quick flash to Robert, like real quick, who was arranging the flowers. What were they called? Like acetum, acetane. I don't know what it was. Um, and he's doing a good job. You know, he's just kind of putting it in a vase. Uh, so Ina is ready to unveil the curla creme. I do feel like she overloaded the mold here because even when she was wrapping it up, like I, to me, I feel like it should have been like level with the, the container, but it was like, it was definitely higher. It still worked out though. I was nervous when she like turned it onto the plate, but um, it looks beautiful. She pours uh, the fresh raspberry sauce around like the perimeter of the heart and then she tumbles some fresh raspberries on top and then puts it into the fridge to rest. So then Ina takes the lamb out and puts the persillad. It's like P-E-R-S-I-L-L-A-D-E. I feel like that's like a French word. But basically, that is the like the parsley, breadcrumbs, and lemon zest mixture that she made before. It looks great. Um, I, I would totally eat this. And then she puts the lamb, or she, so she puts that on top, like the herbs and everything, the persillade, and um, puts it back into the oven for about 15 minutes. And while that's cooking, the guests arrive. Again, this is a new crew. They all seem to be, I, I won't say much younger than Ina, but every once in a while on an episode, I just feel like she doesn't know anyone in the room besides like the person she's celebrating. You know what I mean? So... It's not her normal crowd, but uh, they do a toast with the martinis, and Ina says, I'm going to go finish dinner. And really, she's just uh, finishing up a few things. The only thing she she kind of makes right now is uh, she sautés some carrots, which I is something I would never think to do. I don't know why. I, I just feel like you either like roast carrots, and that's it. Like, carrots don't aren't cooked on top of the stove for me. Like, I, for some reason, I don't know why. But she basically, like, cho she chopped them up before she got to Robert's house, and she puts them in a saute pan. She's, she says something about the seasonings, and I even, like, rewinded it a couple times to see if she mentioned what it was. I feel like it's just, like, olive oil and salt and pepper. Um, and she gives that a mix, and then she puts a lid on top of it. She said she'll cover it for about seven minutes. I feel like they just sort of steam inside there. Um, while the carrots are cooking, she takes out the gratin and the racks of lamb. And she, and then by the time that's done cooking, she takes like a big hunk of butter to throw on top of the carrots and then plates them with the lamb on a big platter. It looks great. Uh, and then Robert comes in and gives her another kiss on the cheek, which I thought was weird. Like they already saw each other. I don't know. Maybe he was buzzed. So, I mean, if it were me, I'd be kissing on his cheek like every second. I wouldn't leave her side. Um... So he helps, her, he helps her carry the food to the table and Ina serves the food and gives every, you know, she gives a few nervous laughs before she pops the question. So who's up for dessert? And then she, you know, goes off to the kitchen to grab the curla creme from the fridge and presents it to the group and she serves it to the guests and they do one final like cheers to Robert and Ina says, to lots of happy birthdays. We'll be here for all of them. You don't mind, do you? And Robert Robert says, not at all. That'd be fun. I'm like, Robert, I would have said like, what would I have said to her? Like, if you cook like this for all of them, then I'm in. You know what I mean? Something to make her laugh. Like, they just needed one more like button at the end of that scene. Give her something, Robert, you know? 
<sighs> well, Robert, you know, he's not he's not TR. I'll tell you that much. Um, and, you know, although he's handsome, you know, he left a little bit, little to be desired, a little bit to be desired. What am I trying to say? I just wanted a little bit more charm. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll see him again down the road. I feel like he's one of those like uh, like side characters that comes out every once in a while. And maybe we've seen him before. Who knows? But um, I think that's all I have for you this week. Um, I would say, before I wrap up, try the Curla Creme. Like, it is, it's, uh, like I said before, it's chic. But I guess you have to buy that part thing, too. That's the catch. Like, I wonder how much that thing is. I don't know. So maybe don't try it. Just buy a cheesecake instead. It's fine. But, um there's that anyway thank you all for listening if you want to follow the podcast on social media you can find it on instagram at good vanilla pod and you can also send me an email at good pod at gmail.com also i made a group for the good vanilla on facebook very easy to find just search the good vanilla and if you are enjoying the podcast please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating or review or just tell another barefoot contessa fanatic that also works too and if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>